All right, folks, I'm going to read from this book today called Shiva and the Primordial Tradition From the Tantras to the Science of Dreams by Alain Danielou. <clears throat> I'm going to read um, this chapter and another one. This one is called The Three Doors. According to the Samkhya, the transcendent being who dreams up the world is forever unknowable. I just wanted to mention, like, whenever I read Indian, Buddhist, Hindu, Sanskrit types of texts, words, imagery, <clears throat> names, sounds, all this stuff, I feel like there has to be some connection when, with the whole history of India and Korea. Apparently, <clears throat> some. <clears throat> apparently, the Kim last name in Korea, South Korea, let's say, originates from India. Apparently, an Indian king married a Korean princess and started the whole Kim lineage lineage so i'm just saying if we had influence that way then how why not the other way which usually i i can speak from my own experience <laughs> the 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 woman is the bringer of culture and wisdom and tradition you know and <clears throat> if let's say i want to picture this in a different way the the sperm the individual sperm that fertilizes the egg i mean people come on we are talking about the same thing in different costumes right it's the same thing happening on different scales which is a parallel universe unto itself there is no other side <clears throat> the mirror just helps you realize that this reflection you're looking at in the mirror is an illusion in your head anyways subject object okay according to the samkhya the transcendent being who dreams up the world is forever unknowable you're just a point of awareness. What happens when you take that point away? When this identifiable being wishes to give its dream an appearance of reality, an emanation of its essence crosses the barrier between the non-existent and the existing. <clears throat> the indivisible Nishkala and the divisible Sakala. I just wanted to say that the the english language is 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 language that was designed for you to constantly uh use words in your head i mean uh, this language was designed specifically to be very uh descriptive <clears throat> meaning Start putting labels on everything. 
you get it. It's it's. I mean, it's fine. Somebody got to do it. But I'm just saying. It's like studying the shit out of every fucking puzzle piece, which is cool, you know. I mean, that's the beauty of being able to get lost into wherever the fuck you want to get lost into. <clears throat> but, I mean, every now and then you got to look at the big, bigger picture, the whole picture, right? To To realize what the fuck you're doing. Right? Otherwise, it's like you just stuck in your own asshole forever. <laughs> the dog chasing his tail. Hmm, this this feels like deja vu. <laughs> Was I here before? <clears throat> Didn't I see that black cat before? Okay. At this point, the creator principle appears. The origin of both world and beings. The latter are to be the witnesses the spectators of the divine game Lila in 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 Genesis in English Lilith Lila the divine game Lila that is creation thus giving it an apparent reality <clears throat> the divisible principle is formed okay this is why I get it now I get it <clears throat> excuse me I get now why the votes and all this show still matters. I, I I understand why they put on this show now. Because production quality is everything. I mean, the Pope is in the number one position right now, people. <laughs> in this race, whatever race you want to look at it, the point is, you look at it as a race, you know, when you run in. I don't know how that got turned into something else, but anyways, you have to have different colors to identify the different team members, right? It's like the different colors of the rainbow is represented by that color horse, right? <clears throat> and they're all going around the sun in this race, right? The Olympics, <laughs> right? It's a chariot race, a horse race, okay? But but, but we forgot that uh, what we can do with our point of awareness is move it between playing the horse and the audience and the motherfucker that owns the land <laughs> where this is all taking place. Zoom back, it's fucking <clears throat> a volcano. You're on a volcano. You're a little ant, you're on a volcano. <laughs> Having this whole show going on, right? You gotta do something. The spectators of the divine game, Leela, that is creation. Thus giving it an apparent reality. Subject, object. The divisible principle is formed of three inseparable components, the basis of all that exists. They form the substance of the creator and of the created. These three components or these three components or doors are called existence, sat, consciousness, chit, and felicity, ananda. Sat, chit, ananda. 
from the point of view of existence, sat, for any created being, whether a star, an atom, or a living being, there are two crucial instants, known as passages, the vada, corresponding to those moments when non-existence and existence touch each other, when the creator principle is in direct contact with the created being. It's when you're having sex, motherfucker. It's when ma masculine and feminine, male and female, come together to produce these full-gone retarded potatoes. Full-gone <laughs> retarded potatoes. Okay? <clears throat> the rainbow is not yours, motherfucker. Okay? <laughs> This is this is what identity politics is, people. They will find everything to label. Why? Because the moment you label it, you have created another division. Jesus fucking Christ. It's not that complicated. Monkeys. It's not that complicated. That's all they're good at. Divide and conquer. Jesus Christ. It's not that complicated. I'm just saying we... We're we're the spectators watching the game, these so-called uh, um, these so-called Doctor Evils are planning, right? I mean, we're in a story, right? Whether you like it or not, if if humans are in contact with each other, we're telling each other a story. That's what communication means. Right? Here's my picture. Can I see your pictures? <laughs> now they show all their pictures. Okay. They see all our pictures though, bitch. That's that's the whole point. Oh my god. We are the film. <laughs> they are the audience. Mark Zuckerberg is like, holy shit, this is so much better than TV. You can live in the you can become Kim Kardashian. I mean, that's literally what he's trying to sell, except his, except, you know, the problem is it comes down to sand, silicon, chips. <laughs> it's, uh, the dog chasing its own tail. What can I say, man? It's, it's literally playing out on the world stage right now. Okay. These two passages through which a living being enters into contact with its creator are birth and death. It's like literally your point of awareness is a little flame, a candle flame, that is going through this tunnel like Mr. Tolkien describes in The Hobbit when... What was his name? Frodo was walking through this dark tunnel, right? And he was describing the darkness with words. I thought that was amazing. It's like literally the point of awareness going through the umbilical cord into its new body, okay? The creator are birth and death. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be born, guess what? This is why the mother's womb 
and the funeral pyre are magical and sacred places. Wow. Right there. Water and fire. Fucking, you can't make this shit up. Ascetics venerate the reproductive organs and smear their bodies with the ash of the funeral pyres in their attempt to go closer. Samipya to the divine being. See, I think we all came from that Southeast Asia connecting to Australia area. I Because the images, it all comes from island imagery. This is all talking about volcanoes, man. Ash, fire, water. This is all volcano symbology. I mean, Hinduism is full of fucking volcano symbology. Okay, anyways. The second door, and then, so it's like Hinduism is like volcano symbology, let's say the feminine, and then Buddhism is all about the masculine, armies of God, the sons of God. I'm just saying it's New Testament, Old Testament, feminine, and then masculine, right? It's it's literally... The, the night killing the serpent. It's like literally... You see the fucking clash in between. Right in the middle. The equator. It's like... It's like Game of Thrones. The, the wall from the north. Right? I mean, don't you see... Don't you see it all play out right here? The second door is consciousness. Chit. Through knowledge... Human beings seek to understand the nature of the world and the secret of its origin. This is the metaphysical way of Samkhya and its corollary yoga, whose aim is to explore the interior universe of the human being, the image of the universal man, Purusha. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. If you just get a fucking stethoscope and listen to your own heartbeat, just close your eyes and listen to your own heartbeat, you are listening to the universe inside water. Water. Don't you see? We came out of the water. <clears throat> so instead of needing to be in water all the time, we came out of water containing water inside us. Inversion. This is like literally like Moana, the fucking wave. <sighs> this is why I say animation works better for imagination. Because by the time you try to shoot it live, live action, motherfucker, half the fucking set is green screen. It's your imagination. <laughs> the fucking screen is your mind. Your imagination. Okay. Don't have better green screens, motherfucker. Have better imagination. It is also <clears throat> the way of asceticism, which by controlling and mastering the body's impulses and energies, multiplies mental powers, making it possible to open the door of the sentient being unto the secret nature of the world, which the barriers of our senses prevent us perceiving. Yeah, this ego has to be real for you to feel pain, motherfucker. 
How else is water gonna remember what these different vibrations feel like? Huh? Because water is memory. Water remembers everything. All the gods sleep in water. Okay, the third door is sensual pleasure, ananda. It is mainly at moments of sexual pleasure that we forget our human worries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like... <sighs> man. This is why I say the porn stars have won. <laughs> They have won. They are the gods, motherfucker. We are their horses. Our minds are their horses. They are running circles around our minds, man. The porn stars are the gods, man. Shit. Okay. It is mainly... Okay. It is mainly at moments of sexual pleasure that we forget our human worries, our interests and virtues, and rediscover that state of happiness and enjoyment that is a part of the nature of the divine being. Yeah, man, fucking Jesus. This is what I'm saying. We could all rather be making love, but no, these motherfuckers would rather go kill each other. It's, it's, I guess it's... it's you can look at it as a painting, okay? I guess you can look at it as a painting. One's just full of blood. <laughs> the other one's just this beautiful golden glowy skin and just wonderful sound. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. It's just fuck it, hey, man. In the act of love, we are most simply, most innocently close to the divine. And if we know how to become aware of it and perceive directly the divine nature of sensual pleasure, here too we open the most direct and most immediate passage between the human and the divine. Yeah, man, I mean... I mean, it's like... if That's why I keep saying we're, we are cartoons. Because half the shit that controls our lives are images in our heads, with our, whether our eyes are open or closed. And these images are cartoons. <laughs> Just scenes playing in your head, man. And then you decide. It's a fucking video game. You see a scene, something happens in your head, and then you have multiple choice questions. <laughs> like... <laughs> and, and they make TV shows like that too, just so it's just continual conditioning. Fucking. That's how they do it in the Matrix, just every day, continuous programming, conditioning. Instead, when you go out to nature, it's just all white noise, silence. There's, there's no extra bullshit. Vibrations just constantly every day bombarding you. I'm depressed. I have cancer. I have this. I have that. It's like Mother Nature saying, Well, <laughs> shit. What am I going to say, man? What am I going to say? We all know this also. 
We also know all this because obviously we came from nature, dumb fucks. We know all this, but we still... Nah, I'd rather just... I'd rather, you know, play makeup, dress up for some master and play with his Monopoly money. I'd rather do that. (laughs) Why are you depressed, sir? Uh, (laughs) It's like... You interviewing the monkey inside the cage and asking, why are you sad, monkey? Monkey goes, well, it's because I'm locked up inside this cage. And the interviewer is looking at the monkey, right? And then he sees he's wearing this uh, necklace with the key right there on his chest, right? And he looks at the door and the lock, there's no lock. (laughs) There's there's no lock even. The monkey comes outside out of the cage and becomes fucking uh, Jim Carrey in the Truman Show. <laughs> right? This is why mystics always express themselves in terms of physical love. It is not that vague glow of benevolence for all creatures called love in a devalued sense... But the experience of intense happiness in which our being participates in the nature of the divine and eventually collaborates in the mystery of the creation of life. It's like Tarzan going to... um, Fuck, whoa. It's like Tarzan going to King Charles, let's say. Oh no! It was like it's like Tarzan going to Cain. From Cain and Abel, Tarzan goes to Cain, who went and built cities, and lived up in a high tower in the city, middle of the city, right, the highest point in the city. That's what Satan is. Okay, that's what that's what it is. Satan is the monkey. Satan is Cain, who went and built cities and sat and the, at the highest point. In the city, the topmost part of the tree, the tree of life, okay, and played God versus Tarzan here or George of the Jungle, <laughs> Nature Boy, right? This is the shaman, the village outcast, the crazy ones, the homeless, all the stuff, right? They're the ones literally, I mean, Jesus didn't have a home, right? Jesus was a hobo. Jesus was homeless. It says that, it says in your books, people. So I'm saying, we're still playing it right now, man. They just, they just really fine-tuned the cage to be right here in our minds, in our own bodies, man. It's fucking brilliant. That's how good their witchcraft is. <laughs> just kidding. Just just kidding. You can all put your brooms down. Tantric rites and practices open to all without any restriction of caste, gender, or nature are meant to permit anyone to draw closer to the divine through these three passages on the levels of existence, consciousness, and sensual sensual pleasure. Like I said, it's about the right 
frequencies, the right vibrations. Not even right. It's just, that's not the right word. It's 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 like if you are the rainbow, motherfucker. You're gonna want to go through all the different colors. Why? Because why the fuck not? You're curious, aren't you? Well, I guess some people really don't care. And they're fine being in their... Hmm. Well, point is... You will go through all the colors whether you like to or not. In this life or not. Or the next. That's the whole point. Is It's a circle. Okay? <laughs> it's a circle. Okay? You are you are afraid to basically you're afraid of yourself basically is how I can put it. You are afraid of your own capital S self. That's why you hold on so tightly to your blanket which is your ego. Cuz once you drop that blanket, that's you think you're alone naked in this huge vast universe. But, um, you're the center of your own universe, monkey. <laughs> if you don't exist, none of this exists. Right? If you don't exist, it doesn't matter if there's a, a billion other monkeys saying you're wrong. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's about who controls the images. The one who controls the images controls the stories. Textbooks. These motherfuckers are ruthless. They start like Jesus Christ, man. Go sit down. Okay. Tantric practices are many because there is no aspect of the created, no form of action that is not an image, a reflection, an expression of the nature of the divine being. The substance of the world and of its creator are one, and each of these multiple aspects bears the mark of the triple nature of the principle from which it has come forth. Yeah, the triangle, your mind. Okay. Next part I wanted to read is Music, the Language of the Gods. In Shaivite philosophy, also as also in Pythagorean theory, yeah, this is what I'm saying. We all came from the same fucking boat, man. Music is considered as a kind of key to the sciences, as well as a means of communication between different states of being between the human and the supernatural. It is the language of the gods. This is no arbitrary attribution any more than is to the popular mind the representation of the world as being created by the rhythm of Shiva's drum. So every time I picture drum beats, anytime, or just whatever, sound, creating sound, it's like just picture it in... 
this is what I say. We are in clear jello, so we everything makes ripples and vibrations. Just think of it as, as ripples, right? Like when you're in water, if you just move your hand left and right, it produces these waves, right? Because you're it's, it's just plasma inversion. Okay. Okay, so drums produce huge fucking ripples waves the whole butterfly flapping its wings yeah the initial amount of energy is like it's about scale okay but by the time that starts to ripple out yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. This whole thing is Maya. <laughs> okay. It is the language of the gods. This is no arbitrary attribution anymore. Okay. For Hindu cosmology, matter as such does not exist. Exactly. It's just you need better quality drugs, man. Not shit you put into your body good stuff so you see the difference that's what what do you think of these great scientists like fucking how do you think they figured all this shit out the universe is formed only by relations of energy elements tensions vibrations and movements we're all in fucking inside an aquarium man finding nemo is us <laughs> we're we're in an aquarium this atmosphere is a bubble. Okay, even the dimension of time only exists in relation to wavelengths, vibratory rhythms whose duration we perceive through a kind of clock within ourselves, which is nowadays termed the brain's alpha rhythm. This is why I'm just saying women got to see... <laughs> this is why women... This is why women just... Just were smarter in general because they got to see to uh, they 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 saw they saw under the veil over the veil on the other side whatever the fuck you want to call it sooner because it's about the orgasm okay <laughs> it's they can orgasm as many fucking times as they want motherfucker <laughs> that's all they need it's like oh my god man. Is that that complicated? It's not that complicated, man. It's just about moving your point of awareness from the bottom of the wall to the top of the wall. So now you can see over the wall. That's all it is. Kundalini. Ladders. Snakes and ladders. Okay. The appearance of the world is due to the limitations of our senses. It would appear completely different to beings possessing other senses operating within uh, within other limits. I mean, Jesus Christ, just move your hand left and right. And right here you'll see that your brain isn't fast enough for it to be 120 refresh rate. Hertz refresh rate, right? Because your brain can only do 24 frames a second. I mean, literally, you're seeing that <laughs> happen right in front of your eyes. 
Okay. The phenomena of life, feeling, perception, consciousness, and thought all derive from the same formulas that are the basis for the formation of matter. This is why communication is possible. Yeah, just think about it. Like, how the fuck are we producing sound? Just think about it. All we are doing is moving air, whatever this thing we call air is. Yo. Sound is the combustion of, well, it's not, is it? Yeah, because it's like you're basically using your vocal cords. You basically trained it to let out a certain amount of air for different types of sounds that make the different tunes. So it's literally just, hmm. It's like a flute, basically. And all you're doing is blowing air in and out to produce sound. So sound is sound is a vibration. Light is also a vibration. So I mean, literally, it's just all different frequency of sound. Okay. Anyways, it would appear completely different. To, okay, the phenomena of life, feeling. Huh, so basically, what if it came down to the different, our heartbeats, basically. Our heartbeat, we all probably have different types of frequencies of heartbeats, I'm assuming. That's the battery. That's the, that's the original, hmm. Okay, the phenomena of life, feeling, perception, consciousness, and thought all derive from the same formulas that are the basis for the formation of matter. This is why communication is possible. There is thus a fundamental bond or coordination between matter and perception, which exist only for each other and through each other. Rare are the domains where parallelism, the linkage between the physical, mental, sensorial, and emotional, is easily discernible and can be traced back to comparable data or common formulas. Music is the most obvious example. The ratios of sound vibrations, which can be reduced to simple numerical ratios, are perceived as emotive stimulants, as means of psychological manipulation. They evoke images, create an aesthetic, aesthetic feeling, an emotion, establish a kind of communication between spheres that seem to be totally different, and even between different forms of being. If you notice, it's like if, if, so, hmm, how do I put this? So with visual stuff, you can keep track of different layers of things going on let's say but on the audio level if if you started playing one two three four too many different sources of audio you you it's much harder to keep track of audio i've noticed it's almost like audio is like water ripples right so if, if you just started dropping water drops on uh, on a lake or whatever or a pond or whatever and creating ripples those ripples overlap and 
it's like when audio overlaps it it gets muffled like you lose you it's harder to keep track of that versus anything visual which i thought is 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 uh, interesting okay um they evoke emotions okay different Thanks to this ubiquity, sounds organized in a musical or verbal form, nada and shabda, can guide us in seeking those formulas of a more general kind that lie at the very foundation of creation as a whole, at the origin of all forms of matter and life. It is by utilizing these formulas in a rhythmic form that Shiva dances creation, thanks, thus giving birth to different forms of being. Shiva has possessed my dog right now to start chewing on her squeaky toy, basically. That's how this shit works. <laughs> By virtue of the existence of these archetypes, of these formulas common to all aspects of creation, music allows us to evoke one order of existence within another to communicate with spirits and gods. Shamanism. <laughs> okay, it's one thing I will say is interesting, imagery, connection, uh, history is is the the conch so so the shell that you blow into to to produce that that, that sound before certain ceremonies and whatever the conch the drums like shiva's drums or whatever type of drums and um are usually Like, I've seen those instruments in a lot of different cultures, and they all kind of come from this this island uh, background, I think. This uh, volcanic island background. Like I, I, I'm saying, like this whole image of ants on lily pads or ants on leaves, uh, using leaves to cross different paths of land. I think we were, I think we all were pretty good sailors at first, because all our histories seem to have. Anyways, okay, modern Western music. The mechanisms of our perceptions are of a proportional nature. They're not connected to dimension. A square is a square whether it is large or small. All aesthetics are based on proportions, and the same is true of music. This is why the tempered piano, which claims to replace a proportional system with an, ad with an additive system by equalizing it, by equalizing, that is, mutilating, the intervals by replacing harmonic ratios with a division based on logarithms is an aesthetic and psychological aberration. I mean, if you think about it, the piano is actually a string 
string instrument. This system has singularly oriented the development of Western music for more than two centuries and has made it very difficult to study the, mus the musical phenomenon as a whole. For example, studying various kinds of Oriental or ethnic music while utilizing as a system of measurement the hundredth of tempered semitones is aberrant since it completely masks the proportional ratios that are the basis of all music and alone make it possible to explain its magical action. Hmm. The modification or let us say sterilization of intervals in the tempered scale deprives most deprives most Western music of its cosmic and psychological correspondence. Its logical result is a musically neutral structure without any defined center, leading music to abstract forms stripped of any meaning or emotive impact. Such music is far from any universal reality and its only attraction lies in the extent to which it betrays its own principles where something real can be glimpsed through its approximations. Zanaki's wife said to him one day, despite his theories, Yanis is a musician all the same. Such a remark could easily apply to the most important modern composers. Interesting. It's like just high-tech shamans. Well, the music part. Factors 2, 3, and 5. The real substance of music, sound material formed by a set of sounds, utilizable and utilized in all music, is founded on harmonic progressions using the factors 2, 3, and 5 as a basis. If we study the basic structures of matter and the principles of life, we find the same numerical factors as in music. Interesting, I didn't know 2, 3, 5. Okay, this is precisely why one can have an impact on the other. From the, from the point of view of human perception, the discernible intervals taken as a whole and having a precise significance with that within an octave, including the bass sound and its octave. Number 54, sounds deriving from different combinations of the factors 2, 3, and 5 within certain limitations. These 54 sounds form the vo vocabulary of all music. Hmm, interesting. This is why I think... Before we had language, we had music. Like, music is basically sacred geometry. Which basically gives us language, I think. Hindu semanticists, such as Nandikeshvara and Partrihari, explain that the other form of sound language, spoken language, is also formed of 54 possibilities of articulation which we call vowels and consonants, serving as the basis of all the world's languages. Yep, there you go. You are the center. 
from which all these different vibrations are are symbolized in in different ways and that's you know that's the Korean flag or that's the fucking the the oh my god the the Chinese was what is it hexagram tetragram whatever however however many sides it's is all sacred geometry Hindu semantics okay um any expression, any communication through the intermediary of sound employs these hundred and eight elements that are that are a constant in our perceptive me- perceptive mechanisms, our powers of mental classification of cognition. This is why the figure one oh eight representing the sum of fifty four musical sounds and fifty four articulated sounds is deemed sacred as a symbol of the creator word. Yeah, the even that number is in the Bible, the New Testament, right? Uh, and they caught 108 fish or something like that. The actions of rhythmic divisions, rhythmic divisions and their psychological, psychophysiological action are based on factors similar to harmonic divisions. That's what I'm saying. All these different religions take their sounds away. They they don't have any power. It's not going to be the same. That's why. That's all they're doing with these masks, man. You stop them from producing sound. That's it. They lose their power. There is no difference in the nature of what we perceive as the pitch of a sound or its rhythms. Below 16 vibrations per second, we perceive sound freak. Wow, I did not know that. Below 16 vibrations per second, we perceive sound frequencies as beats. We are capable of coordinating these beats in rhythmic frames corresponding to harmonic frames. Psychophysiological reactions are the same. Measures in 2, 4, 8 or 16 beat cycle form the framework of rhythmic developments and correspond to the octaves of the melodic scale this is why bumblebees and all these types of insects whose wings are physically not capable of of lifting their body weight do it because this is all plasma and their wings are produce are producing rhythmic beats which basically make them levitate how are they doing that? With their intention, apparently. <laughs> okay. Rhythmic elements in in three-beat cycle create movement. There you go, the pyramid. They're even telling us. Rhythms in five-beat cycle cause emotive reactions and are consequently much employed in music intended to produce a psychological effect as well as in ceremonies and dances of an ecstatic or magical nature what if there that's why the whole thing with the what was it the the modern day music is at a certain frequency versus legacy music 432 or something okay um and they say these LED lights are basically producing different types of vibrations. 
all this LED stuff is okay. In forms of music producing a psychological or cosmological action, extreme precision is required in the intervals and rhythms for them to be effective. Additional processes, however, such as differences in volume, touch, color, or metric or rhythmic nuances, can sometimes make up for any deficiency in pitch ratios, as in the case of piano music or the music of Indonesian gamelans. gamelans. At the same time, rhythmic inaccuracy el eliminates most of the music's physiological impacts so that it no longer induces an ecstatic condition and no longer serves as a means of communication with the supernatural. This all sounds like shamanism. Three aspects of music. For human beings, music has three main aspects. A, a ritual or magical aspect, a cosmological aspect, and a psychological aspect. These three aspects are sometimes mixed together and confused, whereas basically they are fundamentally distinct. Magical aspects. The purpose of what may be termed ritual or magical music is to establish communication with the invisible, with the transcendent forces that govern the world, with cosmic principles, the mysterious world of gods and spirits. Such forms of music are the basis of any ecstatic rite, any magical practice. There is no rite that does not involve some sound element. Although in actual fact all music constructed according to the natural laws of, of acoustics and hearing possesses magical potential and ritual aspects, some sound forms serve solely for communication with the invisible. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, there's motherfuckers who know all this shit, man. Thanks to the parallelisms between certain musical formulas and those on which the structures of matter and life are based, it is possible to evoke the subtle beings which we call spirits and gods and let them manifest themselves and act. Ecstatic dances are a means of establishing contacts with supernatural forces that can then express themselves through the mouth of the dancer who appears to be possessed by the, by the spirit, by a spirit. This is what happens in possession dances and in ancient practices of a Dionysian kind, which can still be observed easily in the Zikir of the Middle East and the dances of African witch doctors. Such dances utilize rep repetitive rhythmic formulas that create a state of semi-consciousness. Sudden breaks in the rhythm then cause a psychological shock leading to a state of trance in which the dancer's personality dissolves and becomes permeable to external influences that become incarnate in him or her. World War Zombies Curiously enough, in the modern West, music with certain features close to those of ecstatic music is no longer found in places of worship, but in quite different places like discos, where dancers experience the kind of hypnotic isolation that is needed for mystical experience, which, if it were properly directed, could lead to the perception 
of supersensory realities. I think it's women behind all this, man. I think women understand vibrations a lot better. And they have reverse engineered it. It's probably some big ass Shiva Linga up on their secret base or whatever. Just sending out just specific vibrations that basically let them control everything. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just... Is this all... These are all stories, okay? Just all right. The gods are much closer in the exaltation of rock concerts than in the faded canticles of the churches with their well-disciplined chorales, just as vagabond hippies are much closer to the mystical wanderers, the crazies of God, than frustrated monks snug in their rich monasteries. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. God damn. Look at that. Mr. fucking. This is what I keep saying. Fucking Mr. Lil Wayne is fucking Shiva, man. <laughs> okay. Alright. Uh, sound levels also play. That's why all these churches are always so big about. We need the best sound system. Don't you get it, monkeys? We need the best sound system. Sound levels also play an important role in the effectiveness of hypnotic rites and communication with invisible worlds. Some sound forms of a ritual nature are not meant to be pleasant to the human ear. Yeah, all these uh, concerts where people are getting crushed and dying and all this shit happening, like... Let me read this part again. The gods are much closer... In the exaltation of rock concerts, than in the faded canticles of the churches with their well-disciplined disciplined chorales, just as vagabond hippies are much closer to the mystical wanderers, the crazies of God, than frustrated monks snug in their rich monasteries. They become so fucking caged by their own ego. It takes them all kinds of shit to get that monkey out of the cage. Sound levels also play an important role in the effectiveness of hypnotic rites and communication with invisible world worlds. Some sound forms, okay, the thunderous din of a of the thunderous din of a ritual nature plays a major role in evoking subtle beings, where it is the sarva vadium of Indian temples in which all the instruments are played together, or the din of bells with their strange harmonics which make people go crazy if they are too close, or yet again the racket of drums in African rites, or of the striking of wooden battens in the Buddhist temples, or in the monasteries of Mount Athos. Yeah, it's that, it's that hypnotic... That's the repetition, okay? The jumble of organ harmonics beneath cathedral vaults often leads to a similar result, creating a tissue of sound that is quite independent of the piece played, through which subtle forces can materialize. Some forms of religious music do not at all aim at making the gods descend to humankind, but merely raise human beings toward the divine 
and are in effect forms of melodic mediation. Meditation, sorry. Meditation. Melodic meditation. Yeah, that's why I say sound can heal you. All these Hindu temples, they have a whole science behind their sound, apparently. Okay, this is the case of music with a mystic character which remains bound to the spoken word, like the pajanas, those wonderful sung poems evoking divine love and the legends of the gods, whose emotive nature is related to that of secular song. There are also other forms of solemn music of a secular kind employed to emphasize ceremonial grandeur. Our masses for full orchestra provide our masses for full orchestra provide an example and have parallels in all civilizations. Cosmological aspects. The second aspect of music is of a cosmological order and has a social character. Such music evokes the structures of the natural world, the cycle of the seasons, the movements of the stars, and seeks to control their impact on human society. Some musical systems attach great importance to this kind of musical influence on social atmosphere. According to Chinese theory, the precision of scales and pitch of the tuning fork influence the balance of society and the prosperity of the country. Wow. According to Chinese theory, the precision of scales and pitch of the tuning fork influence the balance of society and the prosperity of the country. Such music does not seek to have any psychological impact. It is generally pentatonic in character and denotes movement or energy, but only becomes sensitive when it deviates a little from the system. Sounding pipes used as standards, the Liu, L-Y-U, were once upon a time carefully preserved in the imperial palace so as to avoid any deviation in the tuning of orchestras which could have caused disorders, famine, and social conflict. Wow. Look at this, motherfucker. They, I guarantee you they knew all this. I guarantee you they knew all this science of fucking vibrations and probably these different types of rocks or stones had to do with these... I guarantee you, man, they, they, they know all this shit. There's people who know all this shit. Some of these towers, sometimes like these telephone towers or whatever you want to call them. I don't know, it just makes you wonder. In the Middle East, the cosmic dances of the Zoroastrians, of which dervish dances are a survival, have the aim of creating an astrologically favorable atmosphere. To facilitate the integration of humans with the cosmos. China, India, and the Amerindian civilizations also practice such ceremonies of an astrological nature. Owing to its mathematical aspects, music with a cosmological character is related to the yantras, those symbolic diagrams which also find their application 
in the interplay of numbers and the proportions that are the basis of the plastic arts. In particular, cosmological music is closely related to the diaphragms, diagrams used as the basis for sacred architecture. The structures of temples, cathedrals, and the homes we live in, their orientation, the positioning of their doors and windows, their proportions and colors, create an environment that has a subtle influence on us. The atmosphere of a cathedral is not a chance effect. On the other hand, the new Vatican audience hall has no more spiritual atmosphere than a garage or a cinema. <laughs> we lost this whole science, man. Because the moment the head got chopped off and disconnected from the heart, which is the musical aspect of this whole thing, and it went all digital, that's it, we lost the soul. What is the soul, motherfucker? It's your heartbeat. Your heartbeat is your soul. Once your heart stops beating, the soul has left the body. That's the sound. It's the good. The same is valid for the seat of state power. The orientation and proportions of public buildings have an impact on the behavior and attitude of those in them who have to take serious and consequential decisions. The fact that the French Chamber of Deputies and the Senate are oriented toward the north is not very conducive to the wisdom of the laws promulgated there since the buildings have not been properly oriented according to the cosmic order. All this stuff is basically, literally, you can say shamanism. Your ancestors are basically saying you motherfuckers broke all traditions now your karma is gonna come bite you in the ass basically much contemporary music tends toward architectural forms but by neglecting certain fundamental aspects of the significance of sound ratios it can have a deleterious effect on our balance on our truthfulness as with most current social or ethical concepts these more or less logical developments are based on er erroneous postulates and orientations. What we call modern music can only regain a beneficial role and a, and a human value if it changes not so much its structures as its bases, which all too often from a cosmological point of view have to be considered as demo demoniac, Con contributing to the moral disorder of our times. Some forms of musical art, while belonging to the cosmological concept, in which the structural element is predominant, have only a weak psychological impact. Some of Bach's works fall into this category. Psychological Aspects Music's third aspect is of a psychological nature and concerns the impact of organized sounds on the emotive mechanisms of human beings. Such music can move us to the bottom of our soul, melt our hearts, exalt us. Yeah, I think Dr. Peterson was onto shit and the Jesuits went and waterboarded his ass with all the Kool-Aid. 
And now look at him, man. He's become the Joker, man. He literally thinks, or he's become Two-Face. <laughs> Dr. Peterson, Pinocchio Peterson is literally becoming Two-Face in front of our eyes. Okay. The music of the Middle East, which derives from Greek music, and the music of India's ragas is constructed on the basis of correspondence of harmonic and psychological factors. Interesting. Middle East from Greek. Greek comes from India. <laughs> Crowd-pleasing martial music belongs to the same family as also the utilization of sound forms for medical and psychological purposes, music therapy. From the point of view of psychological impact, the most effective syntax manner of organizing sounds is modal. This system predominates in the Middle East and in India, but it was also the basis of the music of the Mediterranean world up to a relatively recent period. This system divides the octave into 12 areas containing the 54 sounds that have psychological repercussions in the form of expressive nuances. The major peculiarity of the modal system from the psychological point of view is its fixed bass tone, known as the tonic. This sound, maintained throughout the performance of any mode, means that all the notes chosen for the scale also have a constant pitch and also correspond to the same frequencies. If a given interval, say a minor third for example, is felt to be associated with a given feeling, such as tenderness or sadness, this feeling will always be represented by the same sound and will be made increasingly acute by repetition. We are cartoons, man. We are cartoons. In India, musical modes are called ragas, or states of mind. A raga can also... Isn't that interesting? Raga is, means a state of mind. Raja means king. So it's a state of mind, right? The king archetype is a mindset. Okay. A raga can also be defined, and how do you get to that? I think with music. A raga can also be defined as a theoretical scale. Your fucking, your fucking backbone, your spine is the kundalini. The different points of levels of awareness you can use your elevator to go up and down with using your well using all kinds of stuff okay araga can also be defined as a theoretical scale as a set of proportional intervals or as a complex of sounds each of which has a psychological impact or precise significance yeah literally all these Thoughts, voices, images in your head. It's its a movie scene, right? It has certain sounds that come with those scenes, right? Why? Because your body is water. Water is memory. Okay. So what you need is someone who knows the right vibrations <laughs> that can heal your body. You heal your body, what's your mind going to do? Huh? Come on, monkey. If you heal the body, what what's your mind going to do? 
<sighs> Taken as a whole, they create an emotive atmosphere or state of mind. Indian psychology envisages nine different sorts of mood or affective states, which are called rasas, flavors. Huh. They are thus linked to numerical factors, giving us an interesting glimpse into the workings of the brain's mechanisms and the nature of our aesthetic and emotional reactions. The emotive atmosphere of the ragas is often associated with those that prevail at different times of day and night, or else of the seasons that punctuate the year's cycle. Like the, vegeta like the vegetal world, we react differently in the morning or the evening, in the spring or autumn. Wow. That totally makes sense. It's like the sun and the moon are basically big ass subwoofers <laughs> sending different frequencies of huh modal music can only be improvised since preset forms of melody adversely affect modal consciousness its internal vision centered on the scale of the mode and the atmosphere it creates. The musician should therefore cruise freely in the inner ambience created by the mood without ever coming out of it. It is a very intense and a very extraordinary experience which requires total abstraction from the outer world. In fact, it is a form of meditation that can easily become mystical in character. The listener is also gradually influenced by the nature of the mode, becoming immersed in a sort of sound bath, which evokes a well-defined feeling. The listener gradually identifies with the emotional scenario evoked. This is why a good performance of modal music can have a profound effect on the audience, making them melancholic, wary, calm, enterprising, aggressive, or tender, according to the atmosphere created by the performer. You are fucking energy, man. How you vibrate, how you shine, will affect, will affect your environment, obviously. It'll have different outcomes. In actual fact, any music that seeks to move us, such as what we know as romantic music, requires us to abandon ourselves to the feeling evoked which takes precedence over technical format. This is why Greek warriors were advised not to listen to certain modes, which stimulate a kind of erotic languor. The Dorian mode was recommended, since it stimula stimulates courage and energy. During the Middle Ages, modes deemed to be sensual were forbidden by the church, always Sexophobic, not to speak of the augmented fourth, which does in fact open horizons onto the invisible and was considered to be diabolical, the Diablos in Musica. The Diablos in Musica. Yeah, we're afraid of images, man. Fear is an image in your head. 
Everything you want is on the other side of fear. <laughs> fear. <laughs> okay. Fear is is um. What is it? The three-headed dog, Hydra, anything. That's is an image. If we wish to listen to modal music of the Indian kind, we must change our habits a little and give up any kind of analytical or critical spirit. We must get used to being penetrated, lulled, imbued by the sounds, lose all notion of time, lose yourself, abandon ourselves without reticence to the magical climate that will gradually engulf us. As in yoga meditation, we must silence the useless agitations of our mind. Don't shoot the monkey, just just sing to it. It'll fall asleep. <laughs> That's all you need to do. We shall then see gradually opening in front of us an unknown and marvelous musical landscape. Yeah, the, the fucking Narnia, the magic door. Fucking being Malkovich, John Malkovich, all this is in your fucking head, mind, whatever you want to call it. It's happening inside you. This experience is not so very different from those caused by certain drugs, but is much richer and susceptible to infinite variety. Music can then become for us a school of wisdom, wisdom and key to true knowledge a means of communicating with the invisible, with that mysterious world of genies and gods. Yeah. Genies and gods. All the gods and demons and devils and dogs and animals, everything lives inside you, man. <laughs> it all lives inside you and you project it onto the world outside. Alright, peace monkeys, peace.